electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. So those inflows, they're part of this broader point that I want to make, and that is that the tech trade is very suddenly right back on. And a lot of the folks that I'm talking to are taken aback by it. Someone this morning called it a bizarro trade because of the speed at which it is happening. And remember, this is happening just days after the near after the implosion, not near implosion, the implosion of Silicon Valley Bank, tech's biggest bank. So What's happening here are a few things. We've been looking at yields. Look at the 10-year yield versus, say, the NASDAQ 100. And you can see that it has this very distinct inverse relationship because just like higher yields put growth prospects further out, those earnings further out in the future, plunging yields are making the case for growthier stocks, many of which are in the ARK fund. The ARK fund, let's get to that because it saw nearly $400 million in inflows on Friday. And I believe that's nearly a record since last April. Of course, that was only a few months, April 2021, a few months before the ARK ETF hit those all-time highs. And it's up just this week more than four and a half percent. So it has really been a big part of this tech trade coming back online. Big tech as well. This is talked a little bit about this yesterday, guys, this flight to safety and these well capitalized companies that have fortress like balance sheets at the expense of some of those riskier, smaller names. And there we get back into the bizarre world, guys, because everything is working right now in tech. That's what I was going to ask you, Deirdre, if there's any differentiation as as we see this comeback, because I don't know, as of a week ago, we were trying to study cash flows and who's yeah. on the brink of profitability and who's cutting costs. And does all of that just get thrown out the window <laughs> here because rates have moved south? It's a good question. I think what you're asking, Sarah, is have the fundamentals changed? Not really. I mean, let's look at a chart of Amazon's AWS growth over the last year or so, and it's projected to go even slower, and that itself is a main indication of enterprise spend, which many tech companies in the software, SaaS, cloud space are connected to. So the fundamentals aren't quite matching up. However, if you look again back to that point about the 10-year yield and making earnings in the future look more attractive, that makes the case for some of these smaller companies. We did have Adobe last night, guys, and it beat. It was a clean beat. So that is maybe adding some fuel. But I mean, the market is getting adjusted to these lower valuations, right? So mid-teen growth may not be looking that bad in this kind of economy. So that's another reason perhaps the tech trade is back on. Though it is interesting to see a name like Microsoft leading multiple days in a row, say over an Alphabet or even an Apple in the the tech trade, though they're all working today. Remember when 20 plus percent revenue growth was okay? (laughs) Now we're like rewarding 15 like it's the best thing in the world. And it's not just good enough to have revenue growth either. Let's start with TikTok. Biden administration uh, demanding that the social media platform's Chinese owners spin off their shares or face a nationwide ban. This is the U.K. bans the app on all government devices. Uh, The head, I I believe it was of uh, TikTok U.S., said that spinning off would not solve the problem any better than their plan to ring fence U.S. data with Oracle. 
It won't. And let me say, I feel like we've seen this movie before. Remember Huawei? Mm. We were searching and it felt like every country in the world in the Western economy was trying to search for a way that they could have the affordable, cheap telecommunications equipment that Huawei provided. But nobody could get comfortable with the Chinese ownership. TikTok and ByteDance, they're more transparent. But I think the point is that it's so hard to repair that trust or have that trust and with bilateral tensions rising and rising, there probably is no way to know for sure. So divestiture does not solve the problem. And I'm skeptical whether there actually is a solution short of banning the app, which lawmakers are talking about. What would that mean if the, if the app was banned? Would there be workarounds or you would just yes. wouldn't be able to get it? So I lived in China and I couldn't get access to my Gmail or Google search or Twitter, any of, you know, the apps that we're so reliant on here. So we everybody, including the Chinese, at least in the cities, right, had VPNs to get past the Great Firewall of China. So are we building up a great firewall of the U.S. that we know that youth are going to want to access yep. their TikTok? Are they going to go through that trouble to get a VPN or are they going to turn to Reels and other apps that might come in to fill this gap? I don't know. I mean, Personally, using a VPN was not that difficult if the product was good enough. Mm -hmm. Well, so we have this uh, looming on the one hand. On the other hand, the big existential fight over AI, my personal favorite yes. topic, <laughs> Baidu's rollout seems to have gone about as well as Google's did. And if I were China, I mean, I'm, I'm going like, is, are these guys going to be disappeared? <laughs> like, what did China? Yeah. To if, walk us through it. If we have learned one thing in 2023, do not roll out your AI chatbot until you it's are ready. ready. And even if you are ready, like Microsoft was, I mean, you have to go back and find all the problems with that presentation. It was so interesting what the CEO of Baidu, which is known as you know China's Google, they did a search engine. They've increasingly been doing artificial intelligence. Um, he said, are we ready? No. Did the market demand it? Yes. Wow. I think he said the quiet part out loud yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he spent the whole presentation. It was recorded, by the way. It wasn't interactive mm -hmm. like some of the ones that we've seen from our Western companies. So it was just so disappointing. And he kept, you know, hedging it the entire time, saying it's not ready. It's not perfect. Um, and it, it raises an interesting prospect, though, right? If you step back and say, OK, is um, China's generative AI going to be as good or better than ours? What's been happening in the backdrop over the last few years? The chips. Um, export ban, of right? Course. That relates directly to this. We're trying to stop our most advanced chips that are used in artificial intelligence from going to Chinese companies like Baidu. So I don't know what the answer is, if that has affected the rollout and maybe the quality of its generative chatbot. Um, but it is something to look at going forward. Very quickly, they're telling us to wrap, but I can't help but ask, what, what is the sense, the feel on the West Coast about Silicon Valley Bank okay. in your world? Oh, so... Um, <laughs> This may not be the popular opinion, but people still really like Silicon Valley Bank. They get products and services and a flexibility that no, none of the bigger banks were able to. And as far Is that because as they were the easy teacher, <laughs> the easy grader? Um, I would say, I, I think a lot of the VCs that I talked to would say no. They were um, just more flexible and more understanding. They did banking things, products that maybe now in retrospect, um, like, you know, deals to give a venture capitalist a mortgage, right, because they had money. But they were serving an ecosystem there. And they mm -hmm. had the data. They didn't mm -hmm. use the data like they should have in terms of that mm -hmm. back-end risk management. But I've talked to a ton of people who are putting money back with Silicon Valley Bank. Definitely not all of it. Nobody wants to make that same mistake. They're diversifying. Mm -hmm. But almost everyone I've talked to is putting money back with Great to have you with us. Thanks, Thanks, for, Thanks for having me. Thank yeah, you, Deirdre. You From their innovative practice facility... 
to unmatched views from the fairway. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 